When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode. I am delighted to bring on a colleague that I was just introduced to by the name of Deb Coletta. And I want to tell you, and she was introduced by a friend of ours jointly, Jennifer Hammond, who is the host of the Jennifer Hammond Show. And she's also a real estate agent with TTR Sotheby's here in, I want to say Northern Virginia, because that's where I leave, but it live, but it's in the DMV. And for those that don't know anything about my area, it's the District of Columbia. The M is Maryland and the V is Virginia. And so we're just one big Metropolitan area, although I have to tell you, if I have to drive over to Maryland, it's we call it the Potomac Ocean because no one wants to go over and people in Maryland don't want to come over to Virginia. It's the most hilarious thing. But Deb, I am so delighted to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And it's so funny. You and I were talking on the phone saying, okay, so, and I tend to do that. I chit chat with people before I book them and you and I chit chat and we were like, why didn't we record this chit chat? Because this would have been so much fun, right? And so hopefully the conversation will lead us down the same kind of path that we had before. And if not, that's what's so great about podcasting. It's not scripted. At least I hope people don't do scripting. I can't stand that. But I am so excited to have you on board here. So Deb is the author of the book called Best Offer, Best Life. And she's going to talk about that book and we're going to kind of dive in to it. And she also is the founder of Metabright Media. And I guess we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about those things as well. But so here's where I want to get started. So I know you have a story that brings us to why you have this book and to know how you came to the realization that we all should be considering simplification of our lives. And especially while we're in COVID, right? In the COVID challenge, we need to think about ways to simplify our life. So you've developed a lot of fun things. So strap everything in guys, because she's going to be sharing with us something that's really simple, but has a significant impact in her family and her life. So tell us where you were when this whole event started, and then we'll bring everybody forward here. We had a problem in our family that I think many families face, and that is we felt like our house was just too small for the four of us as our family was expanding. 
And we started to think about our next move. Are we going to be moving to a bigger house? Are we going to try to just get a different house? And that's what really triggered this whole process. We started to clean out our things with the intent of moving and getting our house ready for sale. And what happened was it yielded this huge pile of stuff that I couldn't really donate. Maybe it was fragile or delicate and, you know, or had many pieces, so it wasn't really appropriate for donating. Or it just felt like, oh, I hadn't used it, but we paid a lot for it or it was a wedding gift. So it just, it felt like to me, there was a lot of money tied up in this particular pile. And I was introduced to the idea of online yard sales as a way to whittle down that pile and help us purge our house. And it has changed our entire lives. It's changed the way we do things, the way we buy things, the gifts we give to other people. It's had such a transformative effect on us. And I love sharing that with the world and helping people to do it for themselves. So that's one of the things that we talk about in the book, Best Offer, Best Life, is how people can follow my blueprint for success and trying to replicate this in their own lives. And like you said, I mean, with quarantine, it was like the great reset. Yeah, you know, We're all yeah. thinking more about being intentional. What do we need? We're not exactly roughing it. Many of us are very comfortable in our own homes, but not having those shopping sprees to go on to your board or whatnot, trying to make the most of what you already have. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, I love that. Well, and as you were, you know, you and I were talking previously, it's sort of like the show, um, love it or leave it, right? right? Love it or list it. Love it or list it, I think is what I, is that, you know, they're making renovations in their homes and they're saying, you know, maybe we should just stay here, that type of thing. What you're saying is that you're making renovations in, your lifestyle, right? And, and just kind of decluttering, decluttering everything. And it's funny because there is a mindset about that. You know, many, many years ago, I was introduced to isogenics, right? And this is shake meal shake kind of thing. And the reason I was introduced to it in a BNI meeting, which is Business Network International, for those of you who don't know, it's just a weekly, you know, networking group. And I didn't need it because I've always been kind of tiny and everything. But my husband, has type 2 diabetes. And I found out that the founder has type 2 diabetes and that he created this product to be able to beat that, right? And he did. And I said, oh, well, let's do it. So we decided to do it. And we did what they call as a nine-day cleanse to get started. And in nine days, I kid you not, and, and these are silly things, but kind of hones in on this thing. In nine days, I stopped drinking coffee. And I haven't drank coffee since. It's been seven years at least wow. because I, yeah, I just kind of lost the taste for it. Right. And in nine days, you know, my body changed. So now looking at some food goes, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like it whatsoever. And I go, Ooh, why would you consume that? Why would you eat that? Right. And it was all these nine days that changed it. And so it has an ability when you declutter your body, your house, right? Your life and on all the, like I will tell you what I need to declutter is a basket that has a ton of cute, cool technology that I bought. Right? Mm -hmm. I need to declutter that. And when you do, it changes your mindset. There is a mindset shift and an emotional impact that it has on you. So you mentioned, you know, that it changed the way how you 
buy gifts for people, how you buy things for yourself. So walk us down that path because I will tell you that I know a ton of people during this pandemic that we're all in that are overspending online. While they can't go do a shopping spree close, they are spending online. So tell us how that you, because you said it changed you, but you know, so tell us how it did. What is different for you, given the fact that I just shared a couple stories? First of all, the shopping online for me has really changed because many times when I buy something online, whether it's clothing or something from a big box store, I have it shipped right to my house. Yeah. I open it up and I realize it's not exactly what I wanted. It's yeah. close, but not quite. It's maybe smaller than I thought or not exactly the right color. And that sometimes leads to more work for me in the long run, because then I feel like I have to sell it. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> or send it back or, you or, know. Or send it back. Yeah. It creates more noise in my life. Mm-hmm. So the easier thing is just to not buy it in the first place, unless yeah. you really, really need it. So that's one lesson that I've learned from this whole purging process is to be very intentional about what you bring into your space. And sometimes when I'm shopping, you know, late at night on Amazon or another store, I'll put it in my cart. And then in the morning, I'll check my cart and I'll ask myself again, okay, do I really need that? And many times, (laughs) just the act of putting it in my cart gives me that same little thrill of, I could buy this if I want to, but I'm going to hold off. And then I save it for later. I make a note of it. So it's not gone forever, but I've not spent the money. I know I can get it anytime I need it. It's right there. And I don't bring it into my space in the first place. Yeah. I love that because I did that the other day, not with a cart, but with going to a website for like Target or Kohl's or something like that. And I popped a bunch of stuff in there, you know, and then I said, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to think about it. Or I don't even know that I consciously did it. Something interrupted me and I woke up the next morning And that on our phones, that is still open in my Safari, right? It's still open. And I just went, nope, don't need it. (laughs) Good for you. But I didn't consciously do it. So you're saying to make the conscious effort to do that. Yeah. Start so just slow your roll, slow your shopping roll a little bit. Yeah. It's that instant gratification, right? It's like, got to have it, got to have it. Okay. So how has it changed the way that you gift to people? Because I'm really curious about this. You know, I'm heading to uh, my second cousin's graduation right now, today. And we're going to be heading there, driving up to Michigan. And, you know, and I'm thinking, what do I get him as a gift? What do I get him as a gift? So what do you do? What do you do that makes that different in gift giving so that you're not dumping a whole bunch of stuff on other people? First of all, with gifts, I love shopping small businesses. And so maybe a customized gift or a personalized gift with the side of cash. Right. <laughs> or yes. a gift card. Letting yep. people have experience over things. So uh, when I give gifts to, if we go to a kid's birthday party, I'll maybe talk with the parent before and I'll encourage them, tell me ideas. I just want them to get what they want. Don't be shy or if it's college graduates or wedding gifts, I try really hard to either stick to the registry or give them a gift card so they can buy what they want or give an experience or a restaurant gift card. I love consumable gifts. Consumable not only meaning edible, but consumable meaning they evaporate after a while. Give the person the experience that they'll remember, yet they don't have the item, the tchotchke hanging around collecting dust. Yeah, I got it. Okay, sounds good. 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the book, Best Offer, Best Life, because it then transformed you into thinking, why should I write this book and how should I write the book? So tell us what happened there, because this is where you really went from, this is successful for me, right? And doing online yard sales to sell your high-end items, right? To how can I help other people? What happened was a lot of my selling happened through social media. Many of my friends were looking at my posts or if we were in similar online yard sale groups, they would see that I was posting things and having a lot of success and they would ask me for tips. Mm -hmm. And I would start writing these emails with tips on when to post things, what groups to post in, the pricing for certain things. And people started writing back and saying, hey, you should write a book. This would be really helpful. Or I used your tips. I want to forward your email, but you should write a book about it. So it was after the prodding of my family and friends who said, I think you should tell this story. And it's not just about how to post something online. It's very simple to post an item online. That's the beauty of it. The real trick is how to position it in a way where it's actually going to sell. You're not going to get stood up. You're going to get the right amount of money for it. And it's going to be a quick process. You don't want to turn this into a chore that's going to take time away from other things in your life. This is an activity you can do to bring money into your space, get the junk out of your space, and it can be done in the in-between time. If you're waiting during soccer practice, if you're in a doctor's waiting room, If you're waiting in line somewhere, you can literally post things in under a minute. The tips that I give in the book help people to achieve this and get some traction so that they feel like they can continue with it. You mentioned something too about selling the high-end items. Mm -hmm. That's a a spoiler alert for the book. (laughs) A lot of people get overwhelmed because they focus on the items that are too small or too common. And nobody wants to like just take in other people's junk that's- Yeah, like shirts and puzzles and stuff like that. You know, I see online, I'm like, I'm not driving all the way over for a $2 puzzle. Right. (laughs) And and it's you spend the same amount of time posting and arranging the pickup for that $2 puzzle as you do for the $100 couch. So what I'm trying to teach people is look at your best items and that's what you put your energy towards, selling those items. And before you know it, a couple hundred dollars adds up, then it's a couple of thousand. And then the puzzles and the other things you can offer on a free cycling or an everything is free website and you get those done without any appointments. You just leave them somewhere on your property and if you know the person, you can arrange a pickup time, offer it to your circle of friends. A lot of people like, especially in quarantine, like passing things around within their friends besides going to just a store, they'd rather just pick it up from a friend or um, somebody with younger children. So there are other ways to get rid of your things that are maybe less in value. Um, And I tell people to really focus on the higher end items, aim high. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. So also one of the things that Jennifer does with you is she sees this as a great opportunity for people to clear out their house so that it's presented in a better way. Right. And I think that's part of it is like better offer, better life. Right. Tell us how you've been impacting realtors, you know, sellers, homeowners, things like that. One of the things that I do, especially with my real estate clients, is to help them prepare for the sale. 
And I don't mean you saw the house you want to buy and now's the time to clean out. I want to take what you said, which is getting the right mindset mm-hmm. and thinking, I know the house that I, of my dreams is either out there or being built right now. I'm going to prepare myself and literally clear a path so that that can come into my space, that can come into my life. You don't want to be in a position where the house of your dreams happens to go on sale and it's the right price for you and you want to jump on it and then now you've got to sell your own house. You want to prepare. Pretend like it's going to happen and prepare ahead of time. Don't wait until the last minute because trying to do it all at the last minute, you're just going to end up hiring a dumpster, which can be very expensive and just throw away things. It's not only the cost of the dumpster that you pay for, the junk removal service, but you also have that lost value. And I've talked to people who, when they start early enough in the process, they get a good chunk of change to put towards a down payment. So we're talking several thousand dollars at least if you do it and start today and focus on those higher end items that you don't really need, you don't have any attachment to, and get those items with the bigger footprint out of your space. It's going to be so much easier to stage your home and have success selling it. Someone else is going to fall in love with your space. Yeah, you and I were talking about this last time because I, you know, was sharing with you that we've lived in our home for 16 years. It's a big house. We're on 21 acres waiting patiently for my daughter to finally get married and to allow us to have the reception here on the house. And now that that's done, my husband and I, and we were actually going to put the house on the market last October when she got married. And we said, okay, well, we're going to put it on the house and we might even put it on the house before she gets married and then just do rent backs and all this stuff. And the problem was we had so many things stored at the house for the wedding for the reception. And we had all the gifts were kind of coming in and things like that. And I was just overwhelmed with, there's no way I can get the house on the market because there's too many things going on. And so afterwards we said, you know what, let's just wait. And then afterwards we got busy and then all of a sudden there's a pandemic. And so we've been sitting in our house and virtually every room's been renovated or cleaned out every drawer. And thankfully I'm a German. So all the drawers are always clean anyway, but closets have been cleaned out. Things have been done. I've been piling things up to get ready. And it's, you and I were talking about this and I said, you know, living here for 16 years is one thing that doesn't sound like a lot. Being married for 37 means I've got another layer of things, right? And we have a 10 car garage. So you can imagine what's in there. (laughs) with my just 10 cars. It's all kinds of crap that's in there. And, you know, I started saying, Brian, this is really, really important. We need to start purging things. And I hate that word purging because it implies throw away, but we need to be looking at everything that we have and asking the kids if they want it, you know, they're adults and everything. Do you guys want this for your house? Do you want that? And giving away those things to them, but then, you know, getting things online and starting to sell things to make it simple because when it comes time, both of the kids have said to me, yeah, when you guys sell, I'm going on vacation because I don't want to be there with all that stuff, right? And I said, okay, I get it. So we really have been sort of pecking at this, the intent to get the house on the market, you know, in the next couple of months or so, and hopefully before the fall, right? It's ready. We Airbnb our house. It's clean. It's all of that. It's just, don't go look in the closets. Don't go look in the basement. Don't go look in the garage. And these are things I don't want to sell. So one of the things that I was 
or not want to sell, but these are things that I want to get rid of, but don't want to get rid of right now. One of the things I think is really cool about what you said is that people could save their down payment. Unfortunately for my area, when we downsize, we're going to be downsizing to a million dollar home on the lake, right? And so for us, we'll never get our down payment. But what I was thinking is, you know, there's some furniture in my house that I don't want to take to a new house. I just don't want to take with me. So for me, it's selling that furniture to accumulate cash to buy new furniture for my house. Absolutely. That's what you want to do. And I think that's a great way to look at it because you're making it an achievable goal. So don't think about, okay, well, I'm going to, Deb talks about creating wealth. I'm going to make enough money to buy my next house. It's more like you may not be able to buy your next house with your online yard sales earnings, but guess what? You won't have to paint it yourself. Or you can think about, okay, this house needs a new kitchen. I think I can pay for the appliances with my online yard sales money. That's the key to make it measurable. But we've paid for a lot more than that. I mean, we've got a beautiful sports car in the driveway and something else that we were talking about. We have saved a lot of equity in our home because we actually didn't move. We really repurposed many things in our home and it feels a lot bigger. And we are still waiting for our dream house to find us. But when it does, we will be ready to jump all over it. And I'm really happy about that. So we were able to build up a little bit more equity in our home. And that's another way to create wealth and comfort, knowing that when we see that dream house, we can go for it. And that's the freedom that this sort of mindset and lifestyle really give to you. But I think too, with your furniture, from what I can see, it's beautiful. So I am shame it would be to, to get rid of it in a rush. Just snap some pictures, put it on a local furniture Facebook group and see what happens. You may think, well, I don't know if I want to get rid of it now, but if somebody offers you five or $600 for it, you might say, actually, I'll sell it. Money is a great motivator and you don't know until you just try to sell it. So I would say pick some things that you have no emotional attachment to to start, things that you wouldn't even think twice about having leave your space and see how easy it is. And and you'll wonder why everyone doesn't do it. Yeah. And it's funny you said that because my house already looks staged for a sale. And if you're watching this, you're just seeing my office and stuff. But like that is used, you know, this is nice, but I probably won't use it in my new house because my color schemes have changed. You know, the problem for me right now is selling too many things and then having the house too bare because we've already done so much of it as for the Airbnb, right? So I'm definitely going to have to wait on it. But I want to make a point that you said is that if you're looking for, let's, and and I'm thinking me, I'm looking for my dream house, right, on the lake. And it has to be on the water, right? And I want it to be perfect. Of course, we all want it to be perfect. But, you know, if I'm taking a lump sum of cash with me and I'm looking at a kitchen that needs to be renovated, I may may say no to that property if I don't have that cash to renovate it. Instead of saying yes, because you can never change the location. You can change the house, but you can't change the location of it. So being able to say, you know what? I might be able to find a cheaper house instead of a bigger house. Not bigger, but I may be be able to find a less expensive house because I have a lump sum of cash bringing it with me that's dedicated to doing renovations. And boom, you have more equity in your house immediately. 
Absolutely. And that's, you're doing things in a way where you're changing it. You're disrupting what people usually do when they buy a second home or even a first home. You're looking at it differently rather than trying to outstretch yourself so thin. You're right. looking at it where the most important thing to me is the location. I'm not going to budge on that. Then you can go from there, being very clear about your vision of what you want and doing what you can to make that happen. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about Dave Ramsey for a moment, if you know Dave Ramsey. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Let's talk about Dave Ramsey because that example I gave you of Isagenics in the nine days, the same thing happened with me with Dave Ramsey. You know, I went through the course and then my kids had to go through the course. As soon as they were old enough, they went through the course. Their spouses went through the course. I have sent clients through the course because there's a mind shift there. You know, when I'm shopping, I'm thinking, what's the cash in my pocket? literally cash because it's more painful. Statistics have found that it's less painful to use a credit card, then more painful to use a debit card, and even more painful to use cash. And so this is why people walk around with plastic because it's less pain. And so they're throwing their credit card around, right? And they we used to call it charge when we went shopping, right? We're going charge because it's less painful to just use plastic, right? And I know that that's changed my mindset too. So what are your thoughts and what do you have in the book relative to the mindset of money as a general concept? It's so important that you brought that up. I love Dave Ramsey's theories about snowball, debt snowball, and so many of his ideas are great. I love his books and his podcast. In the book, I talk about the importance of using cash to be solvent. Some of the richest people that I know personally use a cash envelope system. Yeah, How yeah. basic is that? We I all know. have envelopes in our homes and you can see the money that you have. And when you pay a contractor or somebody who's doing work for you and you use cash, because many times they might require that, it's this new feeling of it's paid for free and clear. I can truly afford this. I can truly enjoy it rather than trying to like take out a second mortgage to pay for something or putting it on the credit card. And this is a natural barrier for us. That's something that I talked about in the book where if you use your credit card, there's really no shutoff. I mean, yeah, we have a credit limit that you have to be mindful of, but it doesn't stop you from overbuying at the food store or overbuying at Target. So if you have a set amount of cash in your wallet, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to be able to spend that particular day. And that's so important for changing your spending habits. Yeah. One of the things that I love about online yard sales is that a lot of the transactions are cash. The quarantine has changed that a little bit. I've done a lot more Venmo or PayPal payments basically because of, you know, just being germ conscious. Right. But there's nothing. But it's still cash out of your bank account. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like the feeling of cash in your hands. And so many times I'll sell something for 25 bucks and then I'll take that cash with me to my nail salon and go get a manicure or a pedicure. And that's like mad money. And you never get too old for that. It's like getting money right. in your birthday card. It's just yeah. free money that was dropped in your lap. And I know that Dave Ramsey would want me to put that in a, <laughs> a savings account first. Or your emergency <laughs> basket or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but that's your decision, right? That's why budgeting is so important. And it's a great feeling. I, again, I'd rather have that experience of pampering than that baby gear item that I don't need anymore. So it's kind of trading that out and treating myself and doing self-care and having the online yard sales pay for it. It's a, it's a great system. 
system and a lot of good positive reinforcement for the whole effort. Yeah, and I think it'll help your mindset as well. Okay, so as we start to close up, I just want to ask you, is someone's listening to this, and you know, and the whole purpose of this is for people to be able to share with other people, you know, something that they heard that says, you know, hey, look, this is a way that, you know, and especially we have people in these difficult times that are just doing fantastic, and we have people that are not. And so the timing is really good to help people find more money in their house, find more cash in their house, so that they can make their mortgage payment, so that they can pay for whatever, food, whatever it is, because maybe ends, they're not just meeting ends, ends meet, whatever that's called. (laughs) I can't think of it. And as Dave Ramsey says, you know, that the month runs longer than your money or you run out of money at the, you know, your month is shorter or something. And so if someone's listening to this and they've never done online anything, because I go to marketplace all the time to find, you know, use things. I mean, I'm just definitely a reuser. It's just maybe a Dave Ramsey thing, but I think I've, it was been ingrained for years and years about that is that we, I think I've had one brand new car in my entire life. Everything was used. So almost new, but beautiful, right? But never new. So if someone has never done this, they've never gone on Facebook marketplace or into the groups, the Facebook groups themselves into different groups where you post these things, what are one or two tips that you could share with them about getting started so that they don't feel like this is a weird world or I heard these nasty things about Craigslist and people getting hurt? What are some things that people could do to get this started, to get some cash in their pocket to help them through this period or any other period? One little small step to take would just be to join some of the groups on Facebook. And you might be surprised that you'll be in good company. I have found a lot of times when I join a new Facebook online yard sale group, I'll see maybe 30 mutual friends in that group. And I'll think, why didn't they tell me they were doing this? This is such (laughs) a great idea. What a great group. So find some groups that you can just join and poke around and you'll say, oh, I have one of those. I could sell that for 50 bucks. I could sell that. So try to look in Facebook as if you were joining a, uh, you were looking for a new friend. You type in the name of your town or city, plus the words garage sale or online yard sale or tag sale, and a couple of listings will come up and just request to join it for free. And then once you're in it, start looking around and get inspired. One media person that I had an interview with recently said that one of the reasons why she wanted to talk to me about online yard sales is because she found that it was absolutely a way to sustain herself through unemployment. Mm-hmm. She was between jobs um, a few years ago and she supported herself for a full year because of what she sold on eBay. Oh my gosh. She must have had some beautiful things. <laughs> yeah. And between yeah. that, or if you flip items or yeah. there's so much cash that's tied up in the things that are in our house, we all have things that we can get rid of without thinking twice about. So that's where you should start. And if that pays a couple of bills for you, or that gives you a free trip to the grocery store, it's a big boost for you. It's good encouragement. It's within your power. You can do it. You can take control of your stuff. And that's something that I'd love to leave with people who are facing a little bit of financial hardship here. The community is out there to help you. Yeah, I love that. So it's not only for financial hardship. This is for fun money, 
This mm-hmm. is for cleaning out your house and feeling an opportunity to breathe, right? right? Breathe because maybe you shouldn't buy another house right now. Maybe you have enough room. You just have to find the room. It's for people that are looking to move and want to be prepared, right? Prepared in advance and be- maybe use that money for down payment or use it to do some renovations. Maybe find a house that needs some TLC. And what else is it for? It feels like there's a fifth thing that is for, but it seems like this is a great way. You know, I think this is also good for kids. I was thinking about this for my grandkids. You know, (laughs) I don't know why grandkids always have an accumulation of stuffed animals. I mean, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) And they carry them around. And one of my granddaughters, my eldest granddaughter, she decided she was going to go through it and she was going to gift them to her sister, which still didn't take them out of the house. But it did move them down to gift them to the sister. But I think this is a really good thing for them to learn, even if they had their own little garage sale, to get rid of them, to get rid of all the extra toys and stuff that they have, because that accumulation is something that, you know, they get tied to. They really get tied to the accumulation. And their house is a crazy disaster. And it's nothing against my kids. It's just they get gifts. And they get more gifts, right? And they don't buy them anything. My kids don't buy them a single thing because they have so much family that everybody's buying them all this stuff. But I think that would be a really good exercise for them to do to help them learn how to release and not consume. Absolutely. It's so important for our kids as a lesson to learn not to be so attached to their things. And yes, there are those favorite toys and dolls, um, but this is a good lesson for them. In the book, I talked about how when I was cleaning out my son's room with him, he found a collection of things he didn't use anymore. Each item of the collection was 10 to $15, and there was probably 50 to to $100 worth of things tied up in that one little tiny bin. Yeah. He was saying, geez, I'd rather have that money back. And that that helps me when we go toy shopping. I remind him of that example. These are all teachable moments for the kids and they should be involved in the process because you want to make this a lifestyle change. Yeah, for them when they get older. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're such a world of consumers, you know. And I give my kids, I say to them, if you're going to, if you want to sell this, I'll give you the money and you can take it to do something fun that you want to do. Now I might actually, I might've already paid for the item that they were going to do if we were going to go out for ice cream or whatever, but they don't have to know that. They feel like they're using their own money. They like to use their own money. They feel good about it. So you're really giving that as a gift to your kids so they can learn how to manage their own stuff and learn how to manage their finances. It's a very important and age appropriate lesson for kids. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. It's great. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Deb, for joining me today and sharing all these great ideas. And, you know, it's the simplistic nature of it that really just changes our mindset so that we can move forward either emotionally, physically, right? Physically, because we're in the confines of our house physically, or we can move forward financially. And I think that's really important. Even if it's just little drips of, of extra cash, it helps. It helps. It helps. So I wish you all the best in your book. So if people want to pick up the book, we have the link in the the show notes as well. And if people want to come and have you talk on their show or their company or with their clients, I think that's really good as well. And then I think you have some type of a quick start thing. Don't you have an offer that you're doing your... I do. Yeah. I have a, a basically a 21 day program. It's a webinar, but I call it a debinar, and that's available through udemy.com. And we can do a geninar. 
<laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I could do a Geninar. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. All right. Good. Yeah. So it's a quick webinar, 21 different days, right? Yeah. 21 days. And you can find all the information on the website, thedebsite.com. Okay, great. That's awesome. We'll get that up there as well so that people can just go to that. And is that an evergreen where people can just go on their own pace or? Oh, absolutely. You can fly through it, do it as many times as you like. And that's the beauty of it. So what a great gift. So you don't have to do all this on your own. You're going to have Deb there helping you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much. I want to ask you one last question. Do you have a quote that you live by or love that you'd like to share with everyone? Oh, that's the tough one because I love self-improvement books and, and everything. I think that I love the quote by Mark Twain where he says something like, I worry about worrying about things that are in the future that really never even happen. And anxiety is just worrying about things that could happen that most of the time don't even happen. So that's something that I like to think about. Just go for it. Don't worry about the things that could be bad that might happen. What if it's even better than you imagined? Don't let your fear stop you. I love that. I love that. So what if they could be, this could be better than you could have ever imagined. It could change your entire life because it changed your mindset, right? And your emotional state about things, about the monetization of things and really realizing what's really important in your heart, which we're all experiencing right now during COVID is that we're coming closer and closer to our families. I hope. (laughs) I know there's some people that aren't, but I know we're getting closer and closer because, you know, we're there for each other and we're leaning on each other. So Deb, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight and wisdom. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jen. I loved talking with you about this. Thank you. Thank you. So again, please go to our, not our website. We well, can go to our website, but go to the ratings area right on your cell phone. All you have to do is scroll down and you can give us a great rating. Give us some feedback by writing a review. And thank you again for joining us and spending part of your day with us and letting us come into your world and into your heart and really hoping that we have made a difference in your life. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.